This morning, I want to speak to you for a little bit. And I promise you that I am conscious of the time. And I, um, I'm going to do a good job this morning. And if you'll pay attention and you'll open your eyes and your heart and your spirit, I promise you, you're going to get something. And I know I'm going to do a good job this morning because God has spoken to my heart. And me saying that is an opening to what I'm going to be preaching about. If you would, turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. I am nervous, kind of like a kitten in a dog pound, but uh, try not to show it. Everybody say amen when you have it. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light and there was light and God came and God saw the light that it was good and God divided the light from the darkness Lord tonight today rather God I pray that Lord I pray that I would deliver this the way that God you have spoken it to me I pray that we would be in this sanctuary this morning, focused upon your word, that our minds would not wander, but that they would settle on your word, God, and that you would speak to us, Lord. Speak to not only my spirit, God, but my heart, my soul, and my mind. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I give all the glory and all the honor to you. And everybody say amen. You may be seated. Albert uh, Einstein said one time, I want to know the thoughts of God. Everything else in life is incidental. This morning, instead of just inspiring you, I would like to try for a moment to illuminate your thoughts and illuminate your mind. And you're not going, first things first, you're not going to get anything in your life that you don't have the courage to speak it into existence before it is manifested. Amen? I know a lot of people don't really agree with the name it and claim it preachers, but don't condemn them too much. They kind of pick that up from God. God calls things as that are not as though they were, declaring the end from the beginning. God is a faith God. In fact, he has faith in himself. I bet some of us wish we had a little faith in ourselves this morning. As long as hell can stop us from believing in ourselves, he lays us immobile, wallowing in the great search for truth. The Bible says, with the heart, man believeth unto salvation, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You cannot sit there and keep your mouth shut, in other words. You can't sit there with your lips closed tight together. 
If you don't say nothing, you're not going to get nothing. I don't know that's proper English, but I'm just going to ramble a little bit this morning. And God said, and when God said, stuff began to happen. Now, we are made in the image of God. Read it. It's in Genesis. We are made in his likeness. We are of his kind. He is spirit. We are spirit. We live in a body. We are a living soul. We are tripart, body, soul, and spirit. He is the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. We are not three, and he is not three. We are made like our dead in his image. The only thing that gives us a con- any consciousness of God is our spirit. If our spirit is inactive, we do not know the things of God. For God is light, and the light went out through sin, so we live in darkness. Stay with me. Stay with me this morning. So God desired is to turn the light back on. And that's really what salvation is all about. And God knows that the light doesn't turn back on unless he gets us to open our mouth. That's why I know that talking in tongues is of God, and I don't believe that it's of the devil. For the mouth confesses something has to happen inside for the mouth to confess For he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Your mouth only witnesses to the overflow. Not the stuff that settles. He said, out of the abundance, that's overflow. So you don't have to be primed. You're already out of control down in your spirit. It's flowing everywhere. You can't sit there and get points with God doing this. Now let's try it. You're made like your daddy. Watch God try to create a church or watch God try to have church or create a world the way we have church. It just doesn't happen. And God said, and something happened. And God said, and something happened. And God said, and something happened. The heart believes, but the mouth confesses. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We open our mouth for everything else. (laughs) Am I going to get in trouble? I don't tell pastor. Critics seem to have a spotlight everywhere they go. Our pains seem to have a platform of proclamation. Everything that God said in Genesis 1 is still working to this day. There's still light. There's still life. There's still atmosphere. There's still seasons. Nothing is going to become void that God speaks into existence. You release your faith with your mouth, not with your head or your heart, but with your mouth. That's how you release your faith. Come on, let's try it. And God said, 
And God said, and something happened. You know what? I think I'll try it. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I shall never leave you nor forsake you. In the day that you speak, you seek me with your whole heart. In that day, you shall find me. You need to say something. You speak things into existence in this world. But guess what? They already exist in that world. Your healing's already existing in that world. Your encouragement is already there. Your answer is already there. The power, the resource, it's already there. I'm sorry. I didn't really mean to wake you up this morning. I'm not worried about it. Dr. James Hughes and Brother Hughes doesn't get any more than this. I'm not worried about it. We're going to be all right this morning. And God said, and God said, I want you to get this. Of the commandments in Genesis, when you read through Genesis 1, God spoke. He repeatedly said, let, indicative of something resisting. It's so neat when God shows up because he shows up commanding obedience. Like when Blaze and Bishop are fighting in their room and Blaze is on top of Bishop and just just pounding him. And and Mama comes around the corner and says, Blaze, you let Bishop go right now. Everybody obeys Mama. And when God walks into darkness, he says, Darkness, you let that light shine. Do you ever wonder, I mean, am I the only one? Okay, I'm going to step out here. Tell pastor it's okay. I'm going to step out here. Have you ever wondered who God was talking to in the beginning when he said, let us? Let, let us? Himself. God has no character. God is divine. He's a divine composite of divine attributes. God only has nature. He does not have character. Character has to be developed through time, process, circumstances, destiny, and chance. God can't get developed. He came full grown, full blown, and full of power and full of authority. He won't get any bigger and he won't get any smaller. He'll never get any bigger and he'll never be any less. He's everything. He will always be. (laughs) Okay, let me get this straight, Brother Jay. You're saying, (laughs) you're saying God was talking to himself? Let's see if I can prove it. Are we God's kids by creation? We're not sure. Are we God's, are you God's children by creation? You become the devil's children by the fall of Adam. You become God's children again by recreation. Lord, help me to explain this, Jesus, the way I feel it. 
Let me try it again. Are you God's children by creation? Are you God's children by recreation? That means you're like your dad. Do you ever talk to yourself? Let's be honest today. That's all right. I won't tell anybody. You ever you talk to yourself sometimes? You don't really have to think about it or know how to do it. It just kind of comes out. The only time you're embarrassed is when somebody catches you. And you're in real trouble if you start answering yourself. Let's see if I can find you in this little analogy for a few moments. You go to buy a car. You walk out on the, the parking lot. You walk, you walk to a car and you... And, and, and now watch what happens. You're 200 feet from the next human being on the planet. And you're in, and, and, and you're going, and you're there, and you're going, and, and you're saying to yourself, you know, I really like the color of this interior. I don't think I've seen that. And it sure does go well with the exterior color. Man, this stuff, wow, this is so beautiful. Wow, I sure do like those wheels. And unbeknownst to you, a salesman has snuck up behind you. Those guys come out of the woodworks. You're looking at the sticker and you're saying, you know, I think I can make these payments. I really feel comfortable. And he hears you talking and he says, pardon me? Then all of a sudden you're like, whoa. <laughs> you act all collegiate. Were you saying something? No, no, no. We lie and we say, oh, no, 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 no. You're like your dad. You see, you're a composite of various aspects of your being also. You aren't but one, but you're a composite of multiple aspects. You have wisdom, you have knowledge, you have resource, ability, talent, and you have the power, and you have power. And unbeknownst to you, those various aspects at different times, depending on the pressure and the situation, the need will confer they will confer with one another and bypass your brain. I think I'm going to buy this car. The financial part of you steps out and says, I think I can make it. The adoring part of you says, you know what? I sure would look good in that. The married part of you says, I wonder what she'll say. I'm not sure you're quite hearing what I'm trying to tell you this morning. When God got ready to do some stuff, he didn't need to confer with angels because they're created beings and they can't create anything. He didn't have to confer with the devil because he was already thrown out of, the, out of heaven. He didn't have to confer with the other two parts of the Trinity because they didn't show up for another 200 years. So God talked to himself for the wisdom of God said, should I do this? And the knowledge of God said, it should be done. And the power of God said, I'll do it. Some of you are looking at me crazy this morning. That's okay. I'm a funny guy to look at. What is so weird for you to think that God could talk to himself, being that there was nobody else there? He sure didn't ask darkness to make light. So when God said, let there be light. Oh, and by the way, the sun, the moon, and the stars didn't come until the fourth day. And God, who scripted in his own testimony, says, I am the light. So when he turned around and said, let there be, 
He absolutely consulted with himself. And he said, let what I am spread. And he released part of his own attributes to light up the world. You don't think I'm telling you the truth. How do you think Lucifer got thrown out of heaven? Talking to himself. Stay with me a little bit. I know where I'm going. How do you think Lucifer got thrown out of heaven talking to himself? Isaiah 14 verses 12 and 13. And Ezekiel, the whole chapter of 28. And the son of the morning, the anointed cherub that covereth. The choir director, if you please, conversed with himself and said, I shall be like the Most High. I shall exalt my throne above the sides of the north. I shall, I shall, I shall. Seven times he said, I shall. The eighth voice heard was no longer the voice of Lucifer, but it was the voice of the one in charge, and he said, I think not, buddy. I think not. You better be careful what you say to yourself because devils and deity are both listening. And when you say to yourself, you can't make it, you've got a magnet working with the devil that comes along and helps you to fulfill your own self-damning prophecy. You need to start saying, I can make it. I will make it. God's going to help me make it. I've got the power of God to make it. You've got to talk to yourself. and You've got to talk yourself into stuff. And you have to talk yourself out of stuff. Please understand, I promise you, I'm not trying to be offensive this morning. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to help you understand the power of your tongue. The power of your own words, even if they're spoken to yourself. Any idea how the prodigal son got out of the pig pen? You know he isn't talking to the pigs. And you know he's not talking to the mud. And he sure isn't talking to the devil because the devil doesn't want to help anybody. But in Luke 15, he says in the pig pen, in the middle of the slop, in the dirty pigs, and while he's in the middle of that mess, he came to himself. He said, to who? To himself. What am I doing here? I've played a fool. I'm an idiot. At my father's house, the servants get to live better than this. I'm going to Arise. Who are you talking to, son? He was talking to himself. I will arise and go to my father's house and I will say, Dad, Daddy, I messed up. You can talk yourself out of a blessing and you can talk yourself into a blessing. You can talk yourself out of power, and you can talk yourself into power. You can talk yourself into fear, and you can talk yourself into faith. The power of life and death 
rest within the tongue. And God released his power through his mouth. And so do we. Jesus walks by the, the fig tree looking for something to eat and, and sees that it's not bearing fruit. And he says, no man eat fruit from thee henceforth forever. And then Jesus just simply walks away. Now watch this. No big thing. No big fanfare. No, 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 nobody, no, nothing. Just, just him and the disciples. Nobody eat fruit from you from now on. Now watch what happens. Nothing obvious happens right away. The leaves don't fall off and just, and just start floating away. Time is the greatest friend of truth. The next day, the disciples are coming back by the fig tree, and Peter says, Master, behold, the fig tree that you cursed. You see, Peter and the disciples understood that anybody that has any kind of authority or power or knows anything about the spirit realm, when you release negative faith, it's a curse. When you open your mouth and you release negative faith, it's a curse. And Jesus spoke to the tree and caused it to die at its roots. That's what the Bible says. Scripture says the tree dried up from the roots upward. What is he saying? Why did he even put that in the word? He's saying when you speak them and believe God, sometime, something starts to happen in a rim that you can't see. You see, the roots were below the surface. That's where the death started. And when the roots died... The stem and the branches and the leaves had no other choice. They had to die along with it. Job said, this thing, the thing that I have greatly feared has come upon me. Where does fear come from? Mind images. Your brain is the birthplace of faith. And the birthplace of fear images. Abraham is sitting there crying. And he's, he's been promised by God a baby. And he, and he doesn't have a baby yet. And all, and all he's got is this steward of his house. And, seeing, and, he, and he is seeing himself. And he's looking at himself. Hear what he says. Genesis 15 verse 2. Seeing I go childless. He is seeing a mind image. A picture in his brain of having no child. So God steps in to the arena and he has to replace the failure image. And he says, no, this child will not be your heir. And he takes him by the hand and he leads him outside and he says, Abraham, I want you to replace that fear image with a faith image. I want you to look at the stars. See if you can count them. So shall thy seed be. The only way that you can get rid of a bad fear image is to replace it with a faith image. And the faith image comes from the word of God. And the word of God is powerful pictures that can help you 
get an image of victory. There's an old book. I don't, I don't even remember. I, I read it one time. It was, I think, 98. Some guy out of Harvard. I don't know. I almost didn't read it, but I had another guy telling me I should. And I, it was called Why Zebras Don't Have Stress. And these doctors and these professors had, had proven that almost 95% of the things that we fear and worry about never even come to fruition. But yet, we all can relate. How exhausting is it to have that fear image just play on your mind day after day after day after day? Whatever you entertain in your brain, if you keep it long enough, it will leave the closet called your mind and go into the heart, which is the emotion center of your whole being. If it gets into your heart, you'll bring it out of your heart through your mouth. That's why you have to have an, eye, uh, an, uh, have an image, a faith image, before you project vocalization. Have you ever tried to teach somebody something that was that was the subject was really beyond them? And while you're talking to them and you look like, you know, you're like, uh, you know, it's like this, you know, and, and you're making all kinds of hand gestures and, 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 and you're trying to explain to them, trying to get them to see the picture. And then all of a sudden they say, oh, I see. I get it. See, I'm just using words and hand gestures. What do you see? It's like describing a horse a house or a dog to a blind man. He can't see, but you don't really see with your eyes. Am I just in left field somewhere? Y'all with me this morning? You understand what I'm saying? You see with your mind. That's why you have to have your mind renewed. That's why we come to church for Bible study on Wednesday. And we come to church on Sunday morning and Sunday night. We have to have our mind renewed. That's why Paul tells us you have to cast down imaginations. And everything that exalts itself against the nature and the goodness and the blessings of the knowledge of God. So you've got to cast down, cast out, and replace Here's something that we have missed. We have not understood in our walk with God for a long time. Fear. Okay, I might get some tomatoes thrown at me. Fear is not an emotion. Fear is a spirit. And that's why psychiatrists and psychologists... And social workers can never fully help you get totally free from the things that haunt you. Because they have no power from the five sense material realm to attack, to attack something they don't believe originates in this realm but in another realm. They don't believe in it. 
Now, they can treat you and they can help you to a point. They can, they can try to talk you through some stuff. But the Bible said God has not given us a spirit of fear. He didn't say God has not given us fear. He said a spirit of fear. Why did Paul tell Timothy it's a spirit? Because if it's a spirit, it can disguise and camouflage itself. So it appears as anger, jealousy, resentment, hurt. He is saying, ladies and gentlemen, behind the thing that makes you terrified is a personality. Fear is a spirit. We have to understand the difference between fears. A godly fear and a satanic fear. Let me see if I can help someone this morning. You can very easily recognize godly fear and satanic fear. Godly fear will always make you tremble. To this man will I look, him that trembleth at my word. The presence of God that comes in like holiness, holiness that, that almost takes your breath away when, when you're in a service and, and, and there's going to be a message in tongues and the operation of prophecy enters the house and, and your hair stands up on your head and God moves into that place. It causes you to have a, a reverential fear, a reverence, a fear, a godly fear. But wait a minute. The trembling of the fear of God does not stop with trembling. Trembling will now lead to trust. Trust will lead to peace, and peace will lead you to productivity. Unsettled sheep will never reproduce. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He helps me with the trembling of the fear, a godly fear, to trust in him. That's why I can go over here and lie down in green pastures, because my trust is in him. Satanic fear is so easy to locate. Satanic fear will always, will always make you feel tormented. The Bible says fear hath torment. Why? It's telling you about its origin, not about its character. If you're experiencing torment or terrified over something, it is not from your daddy. For many years, I've always believed and have preached and have, and have been preached to that the antidote or the opposite of fear is faith. Faith, fear kills faith, faith kills fear. It's always been talked like that. But that's not the truth. God gives us the answer in his word. The answer to fear is love. We keep praying for the gifts and the anointing of God for visions and dreams and supernatural experiences in the church. And God is saying... No, no, no. You've missed it. You've missed it. You can't help anybody like that. 
Because he says in his word that a perfect love casteth out all fear. It is possible to develop yourself to a faith level and be completely void of love so that you're vicious, cutting and unbending and intolerable of anybody who doesn't dress, smell, or act like you. But if God will give you a true love of God, it will make you love those that are not like you. It will make you be kind to people that are unkind to you. We have been wasting our time and the Spirit's time trying to become great faith people when God is saying the answer, the answer is love. When Bishop and Blaze were little, I know that's hard to believe, but when they were little, I'd go into the backyard and one of their favorite things to do would be I'd grab their arms and begin to twirl them in a circle. And then I would go faster and faster and faster. I'd go so fast that they were parallel to the ground. Not one ounce of fear. Why? Because they knew I loved them. Daddy, do it again. Daddy, do it again. They knew me too well. They said, my dad loves me too much to drop me. The devil has lied to some of you folks this morning and has told you because you've messed up or had a bad day or a bad year or a bad decade or you have a blotch on your record or you've got some failure that God's going to drop you. There's no way that's going to happen, my friend. God is not going to drop you this morning. He loves you too much. He cares for you too much to drop you. He wants you to understand He loves you this morning. And that love will take you away from a terrifying fear that makes you afraid of God. If we could stand this morning. I have more, but I feel in the Holy Ghost that this is where it needs to stop. Be careful what you say to yourself. Be careful what you say to others. I have a problem with this. You would verify with me how I'm at. I've got a problem with this. I, I haven't even made it to the driving range. And I got my clubs and I'm sitting there going, oh, it's going to be a bad day. Then I, then I hit a few balls on the driving range and confirm, man, this is really going to be a bad day. And I got Brother Hughes who turned the tape off. He shows no mercy on a golf course. There is no mercy in that man on a golf course. And I walk out there and I start going, oh, Matt, 
Oh man, I, I gotta check. I, I gotta work on this. I preached to myself this morning. Thank y'all for listening in. Seriously, do me a favor. I'll make you a deal. Try it this week. Make a conscious decision to speak positive words. If it doesn't work, come back. I'll give you your money back. Try it this week. God is wanting to say to somebody, just like he said to Abraham, I want to replace your fear image. My life, and I'm sure everybody else in here, at some point, in some way, has been touched by cancer. My dad has been stricken with cancer. And I can't tell you how many times I lay there in my bed and I think, oh, God, what if I get cancer? What if? What, what if that happens to me? And, and you know, my fears aren't for me. My fears are for my boys. I got three boys now. What are they going to do without a daddy? What's my wife going to do? How is she going to be able to earn enough money for this family? Of course, I am worth more than, dead than I am alive. But how, how is she going to step up? And, and, and be the head of this house without me. And, and I'll lay there and I will get so deep and so caught up in something that hasn't even happened. And I exhort that energy. I hate to tell you, but when you wake up every morning, you got about this much energy. Some mornings might be a little more, some might, might be a little less. But on average, you got about this much energy. Why would you want to use this much of it worrying about things that aren't going to happen? You want me to tell you? I, I'm telling you. I can, I, stress is a killer. Stress will run you down. Stress will kill you. Slow, miserable, miserable painful death. This week, you got homework. Get into this Word. Get online. Get your Bible app on your iPhone. Get it on your iPad. I don't care. Whatever. And find a faith image. And I want you, as, as foolish as it might sound, I want you to go into your mind and take a fear image that has been haunting you, and I want you to replace it with that faith image. And every time that fear image pops up in your head, and every time you begin to worry about it, I want you to stand on that scripture. Trust me. You're going to find, you're going to find, if you'll do that, the sky is bluer, the birds are prettier, life is better. The power of life and death are in the tongue. We're just like our daddy. We're just like our father. God has set up the family. 
to represent his relationship with us. That's why gay marriage will never work. And I'll never be able, I will never fear proclaiming that from any point, a pulpit, an auditorium. Do I hate gay people? Not on your life. Do I hate the sin? I hate the sin. Guys, we're looking for gifts of the Spirit. We're looking for this great abracadabra, powerful move of God. And God is saying, love one another. Forsake not the assembling together. Why? Why? Because you know why? A perfect love casteth out all fear. Why don't you take the hand of somebody next to you? We're going to pray, and then we'll dismiss. Lord, you've seen my feeble efforts this morning, God, to give the word the way that you have given it to me. I pray, God, that somebody would take hold of your word and that they will take it and hide it deep within their heart, their soul, and